I'm the Failing Youth Pastor, and welcome to the Failing Youth Pastor Podcast. On the third episode of the Failing Youth Pastor Podcast, I'm going to be talking about how do you do outreach to youth from a biblical perspective, and we're going to be taking a listener question of the day. So I hope that you enjoy the episode. Man, I'm terrible at this. Just just keep listening. Welcome to the Failing Youth Pastor podcast. I am your host, the Failing Youth Pastor, and this is episode number three, Outreach to Youth. This episode is a little bit different than the last two. Some of the feedback I've gotten from the show is the content's great, but it just feels like it's all really, really laid out, almost lecture style. And so I don't really want to get lectury. I want to have a conversation. Now it's a little weird because I'm in my basement and I'll be kind of talking to myself, you through the podcast, but to myself down here. But I want it to feel more like a conversation instead of something that is, let's say, lecture style. And so I want to give my my honest take on the subject of outreach to youth. And I'm going to qualify this a little bit by saying outreach to youth is not a here's here's the rundown here's the the you know five tips to outreach to youth and if you follow this guideline or this script you're going to grow your youth group that's not how it works that's not how ministry works that's not how the human heart works um people are crazy and people are different and not only people but cultures are different. And so your church culture is probably different than my church culture. Your community culture is probably different than my community culture. Your um, state is different than my state. All of those things. The students that make up your youth group and that make up your community are different, obviously, than my students. So I don't want to pretend to just give you Here's five things to do and you're going to grow your youth group. That is not what outreach to youth is supposed to be. Outreach to youth is supposed to be sharing the gospel so that Jesus Christ would be glorified and that students would hear the good news of the gospel. That ultimately should be the goal of outreach. And oftentimes we tend to sneak in our own motives, if you will, for doing outreach. We want to have a big youth group. And so we're going to do outreach events to get big youth groups, right? So we come with our own motives. We want to grow the youth group. The elders are telling us we need to grow the youth group. The pastor's telling us we need to grow the youth group. And when they say grow the youth group, they mean butts in the seats. They don't necessarily mean all the time grow deeper in their faith, um, grow in, in spiritual maturity, stuff like that. They're talking about the number of students that are in youth group. That's why we do outreach. And I want to challenge you to rethink your motives when you when you even approach the subject of outreach to youth. 
what is the motivation? I believe that the motivation should first and foremost be the glory of Jesus Christ. That should be the motive. The motive should be that God would get the glory, that you would make him known. That should be the goal. And if that's not the goal of doing outreach, then you're missing the mark. Now, I know a lot of youth groups that think because they put on a big community event, they're doing outreach. Now, a big community event can be outreach, but I would like to challenge you to think about outreach a little bit differently. And here is how I approach outreach. I approach outreach mainly through the students that I currently have in my ministry, under my care. We as youth pastors, ministers, youth directors, we are called to shepherd those youth, the ones that God has placed under our care in that regard. We come alongside of them and oftentimes their families to minister to them. And so I want to challenge you when you, when you think of outreach, I want you to start with the students that you currently have in your youth ministry. Start with them. That is your main priority, is those kids who are in your youth ministry. Now, I know how that sounds. When I, when I say that, I can hear people cringing through my computer. That sounds as if what I'm saying is that outreach or those kids who aren't coming to your youth group aren't important. And that's not what I'm saying at all. What I am saying is, you are not most likely the most effective way that God is going to use or the most effective tool or person God is going to use to reach those students that are outside of your youth ministry. I believe firmly that the students in your youth ministry are the most effective at sharing the gospel and doing outreach to the students outside of your youth ministry. And that's why I think focusing on the students that you have is so vitally important. So I want to go to Ephesians chapter 4 for, for a moment. Paul speaks brilliantly to the, the role of what a pastor should be. In Ephesians chapter 4, starting in the 11th verse, this is what he says. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. So I want to stop there for a second. God gave the apostles, prophets, evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers, that's you as a shepherd and a teacher, that's you, that's your role as a youth pastor, to do what? To equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Paul is saying your role is to equip those students that you have for the work of ministry. He's not saying, hey, every student you're going to have is in paid ministry. What Paul is saying is every Christian has been called in one way or another to ministry, whether that be in, in an official capacity or whether that be just sharing the gospel and being an example of Jesus Christ in their workplace, in their community, in their school, in their home, wherever that is, they are called to be ministers. And so the first thing that Paul says, the reason God gave these people, these leaders in the church, 
is to equip the saints for the work of ministry. I think we need to do a better job of empowering the students that we have to do ministry than think that all ministry and outreach has to fall upon us so that more students will come to our youth ministry. That is not the most effective way to do outreach. The most effective way to do outreach, I believe, is to equip the students that you have to be ministers, to be ambassadors of the gospel in their schools, in their communities. That's what I believe that we should do, and that's what I believe youth pastors and all pastors are called to do, is to equip Christians for the work of ministry, as Paul says in in verse 12 of Ephesians chapter 4. And then he goes on for building up the body of Christ. And then he says this in verse 13, until we attain the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And so your job, first and foremost, is to the students that you have in your youth ministry. And so often I see youth ministries that just, they want more kids in their youth ministry, which I get. Listen, it's tough to do ministry outside of your group. Youth group is an amazing time to do ministry because they're there, right? You have kids showing up and you have an intentional time to actually speak with them, interact with them, visit with them, encourage them pray with them, build them up, speak words of encouragement into their lives. That time is beneficial. And so I understand the the want to get kids inside so that we can effectively minister the gospel to them or effectively share Jesus with them. But the role of getting them in, I believe, is most effectively done when students are encouraged, when students are empowered with the fact that they are also called to ministry. How many times have we heard from the pulpit adults being challenged to take the gospel into their workplace, to take the gospel into their community, to share it with their neighbors, to be good neighbors. But we think that outreach to youth is different. We think we have to put on an event to do outreach. We think we have to have Fortnite tournaments. We think that we need to have mud wars and messy wars in order to do outreach. And that isn't true. You don't need to have an epic Fortnite gaming day. You need to empower your students to do outreach. You need to empower your students and encourage your students to be effective carriers of the gospel. Paul continues on in verse 14 and he says this. Actually, let me go back for a moment. I want to read 11, 12, 13, and then we'll get into to 14. And he, that's God, Jesus, gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of stature of the fullness of Christ. So that, this is verse 14, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. So there's a couple things going on here that I'm going to kind of touch on and it'll get to outreach. Number one, your job is to those students you have right now. That's your job. 
Your job is to equip them, to build them up, and to prepare them for the world. To, to prepare them to leave your ministry so that they are not tossed to and fro by every crazy doctrine that is out there. They should be biblically sound and ready for the world when they leave your ministry. Now, does that mean every youth is going to leave your ministry being a, a, an on-fire Christian? Of course not. Of course not. That's absurd to even think that that is going to happen. But they should not be ignorant of what the gospel is, and they should not be ignorant of what the Bible teaches. They should know that thing inside and out when they leave your ministry. The second thing, they need to be equipped to actually be the hands and feet of Jesus when they leave your ministry. We need to be giving them opportunities to serve, opportunities to to lead, opportunities to, to fail at times. But they need to have those opportunities because those opportunities breed experience and experience breeds habit. And so we need to create a habit in them through our encouragement and equipping to actually be carriers of the gospel. And when we do those things, we find that we have within our own youth ministry the most effective outreach tool we could ever have. And that is students on fire to see the gospel spread. Students who are passionate about their peers in school knowing Jesus. Students who are consumed with God being glorified through their serving. That is the most effective outreach tool that you have right now. And it's the students in your youth ministry. And so I want to encourage you. I don't know what size your youth group is, and frankly, I don't think it matters. You could have hundreds of kids. You could have tens of kids, fives of kids, whatever. But you, in your youth group, have an effective outreach tool, and that is the students that you have. Pour your heart into them. Pour the Bible into them. Pour the truth of Jesus Christ into them and equip them for the work of the ministry. If you do that, you will see outreach to youth. And now it is time for the listener question of the day, 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 day. I think I'm getting better at that. No? My wife's shaking her head no. I guess I'm not getting better at that. Anyway, today's question of the day comes from at Andy Garon on Twitter. And he asks this, how do you respond when a member of your church says something like, when are you going to be a real pastor? Or are you going to be a real pastor someday? How do I respond when I get that question? I have gotten similar questions in the past. And there's three things that you can do. Number one, and probably the the most wise thing to do, is simply tell them this is where God has me, and I love what I'm doing right now. This is what I'm called to, and so this is what I'm going to be doing. That you are content in the role that you're in. And if that's the truth, that's great. If it's not, then you probably shouldn't lie about it. But there's two other responses that you can have. The second one you probably absolutely shouldn't do. 
and that is slap the person. Don't do that. Don't slap anybody. That's not kind. Don't, don't slap them. Don't. But the third response is almost just as bad, and that's just start crying. You shouldn't start crying when they ask you that either, because then you're just a giant baby. And listen, at the end of the day, ministry is difficult for a lot of reasons, and it's partly because ministry, by its very nature, deals with people, and people are insane. So hold your head up, keep on keeping on, and uh, keep doing the work that God has called you to, and that's all you really can do. So that is the listener question of the day, 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 day. Okay, I've been told to stop that. So I guess this will probably be the last time. Hey, look, you made it to the end of the episode. If you'd like to send your feedback, you can reach me on Twitter at failingyouthptr or through email failingyouthpastor at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and hope to catch you on the next episode.